Welcome to Stand Out in ELT. I'm Ola Kowalska and I'm the host of this extraordinary podcast. I wanted to bring you a platform where you hear from myself and other amazing and inspiring people who have created their success and stand out in ELT. People say that English language teaching is a saturated market, so it's absolutely crucial that you know how to stand out. And I'm going to teach you how to do it. And I'm going to inspire you to take action. So, welcome to this space. And I can't wait for you to stand out and build your legacy in ELT. Hey everyone, how are you? I hope you liked my tips about working smarter, not harder, and that you're now working smarter and are a bit lazy like me, and that you're okay with it, because it's absolutely fine to be smart about your work. And today, as a reward for your smart work, I've got a super juicy episode that literally you asked for. Uh, It's going to be all about marketing. And how it actually works in our lovely ELT world and in like service based businesses in general. But I think I'm going to make it super specific to teachers and teaching businesses because I think it's it is specific to us um, and it, it, it can be understood in a specific way. So I have some unpopular opinions to share here. I hope you... Um, Like, I mean, if you've been following me for a while now, you know uh, what I think about marketing and what I don't think marketing is. Um, So I want to give you a little bit of a backstory and a little bit of context so you understand where those views come from, okay? So let's dig in. Guys, so when we think of marketing, marketing is definitely... Uh, something that people study, something that people sometimes study for years. So it's not an easy topic to understand. You know, the the face value of marketing is just to promote somebody's product or service so that it leads to a sale, basically. Yes, that's the basic understanding. But there are so many layers to that and there are so many things that we tend to forget and also as teachers we get caught up in comparing ourselves and we get caught up in things um, that we kind of do not align with online and then we move away from those techniques without finding our own way actually and there is a way of of doing marketing the way it works for you we just have to forget about some um, some basic principles So you probably won't be surprised if I say that marketing is not teaching people English on social media. That's not marketing. That is not something that will win you um, paying clients. Okay, you might disagree because you say, oh, but if I post something Um, some useful vocabulary or some useful grammar, then people like it, engage with it, and sometimes even ask uh, for lessons. That might be true. I'm not saying I'm not dismissing it completely, but I think as a principle, it has nothing to do with marketing, okay? It's just one of the ways in which people might be somewhat... um, 
them attracted to what you do. And it could be part of a bigger strategy, but it's not marketing, okay? The reason why it's controversial and the reason why you might be still resisting um, to think that, oh, but what if I don't post uh, language bits on my social media, then what do I post? And that's exactly it. You resist it because you think that's the only way. You see everybody do it. Honestly, my Instagram account and people that I follow, it's actually quite boring because all I see is people sharing language bits and pieces of bloody course books. And it's honestly, it's just not effective. It's boring. It's not useful. And it's also shooting yourself in the foot and admitting that you are a course book or a free resource or a, or you're, a, you know, a dictionary, right? And you're not. You're not. If you look at your uh, role as a teacher, um, it, through the prism of the language that you teach your students, then I'm sorry, that's just something fundamentally wrong with that sort of attitude. You are not teaching people the language. You're not. Absolutely not. You are there to help people make progress in their English. You're there to help them get from a point where they are now to a point in their, you know, language acquisition, language learning journey. It, it's a point where they want to be or where it, it's achievable for them, whatever. But your role is to help them. It's not to spoon feed them language. Absolutely not. Obviously, this view comes from the fact that... Um, there is a certain simplified version of teaching and teacher training that has been quite popular that shows us, and I think part of it is is even part of teacher training courses that I run, uh, like CELTA, I'm a teacher trainer on CELTA. It is certainly part of it. We do teach our trainees and, and uh, wannabe teachers how to teach the language, but... I would never say that I teach those people how to really spoon feed people language. I show them how to present language and how to clarify the language and how to, yeah, to pick the correct language for, for students to find useful, relatable and practical. But I never, ever, ever tell people to just give language to people. So... I don't know if it's surprising. I would really love to find out if that's something that you would uh, agree with. But I don't want you uh, to fall into, to keep falling into that trap. We're not there to do that. I don't want you to be teaching English on social media. Um, because by teaching English on social media, you are admitting that your role is extremely limited. Okay. And then what comes with that? What comes with that is that you see yourself as a person who can be paid by the hour, for example, because if you cannot see that your role is much bigger than giving people pieces of language, then you see yourself as a person who, 
I'm going to teach someone present perfect in a 60-minute lesson, and that's it. But is the ultimate goal of a potential student to understand present perfect? Is is it anybody's goal ever? I don't think so. It's like with... um, It's like with any other skill or knowledge that people want to acquire. Yes, there are little bits of it that people need to learn in order to be successful in in general. But it's, it's not just that. It's not just that bit of language that they need to understand. They need to know how to use it in context. They need to activate it. And please correct me if I'm wrong, but don't you think that most of the students who come to us they are usually stuck at understanding most of the things passively, but then not being able to use it, not being able to learn by themselves, not being able to establish habits for learning, not being able to actually know when they've made a mistake and why, why they can't understand people who speak fast, why they cannot um, pronounce things the right way because they keep consuming they keep consuming more and more and more think about it from a different perspective i want you to imagine that you want to uh, become an entrepreneur maybe you are already so in order to do that you have to learn some knowledge and some skills right and what if you started buying courses a course after a course after a course in order to learn yes you will remember things from the courses but as long as you don't implement it it will never be useful never ever and the same with english if people are not implementing it then it's not useful so that's and that's not contributing to their ultimate goal, which is to improve the language for a reason, whether they want to move to an English-speaking country or change their job, change their lives, or for pleasure, they really find it stimulating or whatever. There is always something deeper behind it, okay? So, as I said, as part of your marketing um, strategy, teaching bits of language or teaching skills that you specialize in, whatever it is, whether you like vocabulary or grammar or pronunciation or whatever you teach or reading, showcasing that and teaching a bit and sharing that, uh, those bits is, is not a mistake, but I, I want you to always be intentional. So how do we actually, when you know all of that now, how do you actually, how should you understand marketing? Marketing is a journey. Marketing is a journey that your client uh, embarks on when they first find out about you. So they first stumble upon your whatever social media platform, your website or your newsletter or whatever it is. And you make some sort of an impression on them. Okay, so what impression do you make on a potential client if all they see is a word that they could have googled, okay? Maybe you've packaged it nicely. Maybe you've put it um, on a nice post. Maybe you added some explanation. Then perhaps it's a little bit more useful. But does it create an actual impression? Does it create emotion? Because there has to be emotions involved. Uh, I don't think so. I don't really think so, okay? So... 
When we think about educational content for social media, please don't um, confuse it with educational content that is actually useful. What's more useful than giving people pieces of language is showing people or even giving them tips on how to use that language. That's like next level. And if you want to do it from time to time, that's, that's probably a better way to think about it. Because then the student not only sees you as an expert, sorry, but there is no way you can be seen as an expert if you're sharing language. Because there is no philosophy behind it. There is nothing complicated about it. Anybody can Google words. Sorry if that is hurtful. Um, so if you want to take it to the next level, then just share some learning tips or learning habits that people could <clears throat> develop. Um, then another thing is that after somebody has stumbled upon you and they have uh, learned something about uh, or, or you've made some sort of an impression on them, they make a decision whether they want to stay, right? So they might think that they want to stay because they are learning something, okay? Like useful language. Okay, they might want that. And there are definitely people, I'm not arguing with that, that there will always be people who come to your social media profile and who see that you share useful language and they will stay because they will like the way you present it. They will like uh, the aesthetics of your posts. They will like uh, the new expressions because, you know, a new expression is also... That's, that's, that's a very interesting thing to think about. New expressions that a potential client, a potential student has never seen before. It gives you a little bit of a kick of dopamine. It, it does create something. It's easy for you to create and it's easy for them to consume. Okay? But we don't want to stay there. We don't want to stay there because it's too easy. It doesn't move the needle. It doesn't create enough tension for them to make some sort of a purchasing decision. Unless you want to start selling books with useful expressions, which is fine, absolutely fine. Uh, but I think most of you here, and that's that, hence the, the struggles, want to eventually... Um, convert those potential students into potential people into into paying students and in order to do that you have to create some tension so the next step about making an impression on those people in your marketing or their marketing journey is to nurture them how do you nurture people you nurture by doing a few different things it's definitely super important to get to know those people so polling on uh, your Instagram stories or sending little questionnaires or asking people in DMs about their preferences, whatever it is, doing a good old needs analysis is extremely important because then people will find you, will uh, tell you what they actually struggle with. And especially if they are your perfect students, people that you would really want to work with and you can help are going to tell you are going to dictate what you can create that will be useful for them and what will keep them there and keep them interested, okay? And you won't be surprised. 
I don't think there will be people who will ever say, I need to learn more vocabulary. If they say that, they basically have no idea what they're talking about. Usually people who write, I need to learn more vocabulary, are the people who already have tons of passive knowledge. They don't know how to use it. Okay? Um, Yes, there is a level of There is a stage in which in language learning, and I'm saying this as a teacher trainer as well, when we scaffold new knowledge, when we add on to the existing knowledge, absolutely, that's part of the learning process. But the, I would say 70% of what we do as teachers is helping students with retention. It's helping students with developing habits of using what they already know. And it's a massive shift because they will never ever make progress if they don't start implementing what they already know. They will st- kill, They will keep acquiring, they will keep consuming, but it will never ever be activated. And think about yourself and your own learning habits. If you don't implement, as I said, you could buy a hundred courses, but if you don't implement, it's not useful at all. It's not giving you the results that you might want to achieve. So by nurturing, when you get to know your audience, when you get to know your potential students, um, I mean creating things that are useful uh, and creating things that help them make that progress. Okay. So yes, part of it could be new language, but it, I, would, I wouldn't make it more than 10% of your content. I would say that most important things are showing uh, people how what methods you use in your um, lessons, obviously without revealing everything, but showing what methods you use to help them uh, make that progress. Showcasing your old students, showing what they've been through, um, sharing testimonials of people who say, oh, I was there, but then I was able to. This is all ex- extremely, extremely emotion evoking. And this is a way of of, of making it an effective way of marketing, basically. Then a lot of people, unfortunately, forget that as a teacher, you're also a human and you have your own story. And very often this story, especially if you're a non-native speaker, is so relevant to your potential student. We forget about the power of storytelling. Storytelling is probably my favorite um, technique in marketing, but we totally underestimate it. We either talk about random shit, sorry, such as what we eat for breakfast, or heavy stuff, or things that don't really make a difference in people's transformations and progress that they are supposed to make in English. So find that middle ground of, okay, is there anything in my personal story, if, even if you are a, a native speaker, that doesn't really matter. Is there something that can be a common a mutuality between you and those potential students? Is there something that both of you might be struggling with? Something along the lines of creating habits, something along the lines of learning a language. It doesn't have to be English, it can be a different language. Something along the lines of confidence 
of showing your face, of showing up, of studying in groups, people often find it very hard. Is there anything that you can use from your personal experience that will create trust, likability, and that factor where people feel more warmed up to you as a person because they people have to. And also, as a person, what special sauce, what special magic do you use in your actual classroom, in your actual teaching that makes people feel special, that makes people feel seen, that makes people leave feeling like they've made progress in your classes? What is that? Share it share it. This is the more, most powerful. And that's what the nurturing stage should be. And the next stage, and that's the most important, the, the, the most interesting thing I observe, especially on Instagram, is that there are people who share uh, the basic value, the basic sort of types of posts that are, you know, just speaking to new followers, I would say. So very often these are vocabulary or grammar posts or things that are supposed to just show people the how-to things, but they completely forget about the nurturing phase and they then they go straight to selling and talking about their offers. It's great that you talk about your offers. A lot of people don't at all, but it, there cannot be a simple jump from, from using, from, uh, sorry, sharing useful content <laughs> to selling because sorry when you think about it when you think about that journey of a client nobody suddenly buys from just watching you share useful tips or useful language and then thinking oh I'm gonna sign up to the classes the people uh, I'm not saying nobody um, maybe that's too strong of a word but people who do they are not going to be your ideal people. And also you're not going to keep them for too long because they will not understand the value. They will not understand that language learning is not just acquiring more vocab and more pronunciation and more uh, whatever grammar. It's a journey. You need to take people on the journey in your marketing and then you naturally take them on the journey in your teaching. And you need to show them how that happens. Okay, and then it's going to ma be much more important. So just to reiterate, marketing is a journey. It starts with something that some experts call uh, brand awareness. So when you think about it, how can people be aware of a brand if all you share is language content? You're not a brand if you share language content because it's too generic. It doesn't. It doesn't show anything about you and you being an expert. You do not place yourself in the position of an expert if you share, if you share language bits. Um, and people have no deep reason to stay and watch you take them through that marketing journey. And they are not ideal clients. They are not people we want to work with. The next stage is nurturing your audience, which is helping them understand the transition, the transformation, the process of acquiring or being better at language, being, um, being more comfortable with language or achieving certain goals that they want to achieve or whatever it is, getting a certain grade at IELTS or at Cambridge exams or changing their job, moving to a country, whatever, 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 uh, 
There needs to be a clear, clear result, whatever that is. It could be pleasure as well. Absolutely. It could be me time for moms, for example. Absolutely. But there needs to be something in it. Then there is a selling phase. There is a play, a, um, there is a phase in which you provide the solution for your uh, audience, where you provide something that will help them, where you actually say, okay, so this is my brand. These are my values. I've nurtured you. I've taken you on the journey of seeing what benefits there are of working with me as a teacher. And then you show with them, you share with them as clear as possible uh, that you do have a solution, whether it is your one-to-one classes, whether it is your group classes, whether it is your course, it has to have some sort of a clear call to action. Okay, so now you know what I do, what values I have and what kind of person I am. Here is a way to sign up with me. And that's a journey. It doesn't happen overnight. The sooner you start doing all of those things, brand awareness, nurturing and solution sharing, the better. But there has to be balance. And it, and you cannot expect miracles. You cannot expect people to sign up and be committed if you are not an expert and if you're not aware of your own strengths. So marketing is also being aware of what results you provide to people, of what results your programs provide and what re- what kind of value you provide as a person. So use yourself as your biggest asset there and your ideas and obviously your products. But it's also about you, especially as solo entrepreneurs, but also you could be hiring teams. Absolutely. But it's at the end of the day, you are the CEO, you decide what those values are, what the mission is. So you're responsible for showing people what the real gain there is. Okay, this is how people become clients. So I hope this was useful. Uh, I hope it was an eye opener for you. Um Please share your thoughts with me. Please let me know how this made you feel. Um, And I hope it will make marketing your services a bit easier or maybe complicated at first because it's a lot to process, but it's fine. As long as you do think about it, you're going to be absolutely fine. Uh, And let me know, okay? Thank you so much, guys, for being here. Uh, I really appreciate you. Um, And as always, stay in touch. Uh, At the end, I just wanted to let you know about something. Uh, At the end of this month, (laughs) uh, the doors to EOTpreneurs, my flagship membership that some of you may know about, are reopening. Yay! So in the show notes, you're going to have a link to the waitlist for ELTpreneurs. Make sure you sign up to the waitlist to find out about the doors opening first and for a lovely discount as well. Uh, We want to welcome a few more people and we've got some super, super, super cool things planned for March, um, including content creation uh, and content that actually um is useful for marketing so make sure you sign up uh, and see you there <laughs> see you next week as well bye bye 
Being a teacher is your superpower. You know how to do it. But developing a business mindset and business skills can be tricky. So if you're a bit lost or maybe fed up with figuring it all out on your own, don't worry. I've created this podcast and other free resources to help you. Follow me on Instagram for a daily dose of education, energy, motivation and fun. If you're interested in working with me, please get in touch and I'll be very happy to tell you about ways of working with me. Don't be a stranger. Say hello from time to time on social media. I love getting to know you better. You're my ELT tribe. And for now, bye and until next time.